The epiphany story of the Magi finding their way to the Christ child was captured in the imagination of writers, uh, carols, and poems for centuries. In his nativity poem, Joseph Brodsky, a Russian emigre to the United States, evokes the gritty, cold, barren surroundings where the Christ child lay wrapped in swaddling clothes. Imagine striking a match that night in the cave. Imagine crockery trying to make use of its glaze to feel cold cracks in the floor. The blankness of hunger. Imagine the desert, but the desert is everywhere. Imagine striking a match in that midnight cave. The fire, the farm beasts in outline, the farm tools and stuff. And imagine as you towel your face in the enveloping folds, Mary, Joseph, and the infant in swaddling clothes. Imagine the kings, the caravan's stilted procession as they make for the cave or rather three beams closing in and in on the star. The creaking of loads, the clink of cowbell. No thronging of heaven as yet, no peal of the bell that night that will ring in the end for the infant once he has earned it. Imagine the Lord for the first time from darkness and stranded immensely in distance, recognizing himself in the Son of Man, his homelessness plain to him now in a homeless one. Why had these magi traveled far from the east to Herod's court and then onward to that humble manger. The Gospel of Matthew is the only one that tells of the Magi following that bright, auspicious star to the crèche of Jesus. Each of the Gospel writers were, as modern writers might say, addressing different audiences. Matthew wrote his gospel for his own community and the birth community of Jesus. This was the tribe of Judah. Having survived the Babylonian exile, the marginalized Jewish community now was living in Roman-occupied Palestine, ruled by the puppet Jewish king, Herod. Long ruled by other empires, Matthew's community yearned for the coming of the Messiah, the Holy One who would free them from oppressive rule and bring about God's reign of justice and peace. No wonder then that throughout Matthew's gospel, Jesus speaks often of the kingdom of heaven. In popular culture and Christian tradition, we often sing and speak of the three kings 
who came to bow down at the feet of the Christ child, as if the political rulers of other nations came to submit themselves to the superior and cosmic rule of this holy child, the promised one of Israel. But this epiphany story opens our eyes to a very different pro prophetic image when we contemplate the journey of these magi who were Persian priestly astrologers. These wise men of distant and very different religious peoples were credited by those who, served, who they served and advised with profound and extraordinary religious knowledge. They were respected as readers of the skies, men gifted in foretelling significant historical events as they scrutinized the stars. It's remarkable then that these outsiders, these priests and seers from a foreign land have journeyed far to find this holy child. Aware of the political implications of the Messiah, they, of the Messiah they have foreseen, they head to Herod's court to see what they can learn of the child's location. The news of what the star they, for, they follow portends stirs up Herod's paranoia that Jesus comes as a literal king to supersede Herod's reign. But the Magi were not Jewish and were not kings. The star they followed was leading them to a far more profound, far more revolutionary Messiah. These priests and religious advisors were seeking out Emmanuel, God with us. He who was coming into the world to redeem all the nations and reconcile God to all humanity. Indeed, this wondrous holy child is a threat to all rulers, for here is the Messiah who throughout his ministry will stand with the poor, the meek, and the marginalized. Here is the Messiah who will challenge the corrupt and exploitive priests, scribes, and Pharisees. Here is the Messiah who will lead the peoples to follow the requirement of the sixth chapter of Micah by doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with their God. Here is the Messiah who offers to enter into each of our hearts to bring us understanding, forgiveness, strength, and hope. This is the dangerous ruler foreseen by the Magi, a king of the Holy Spirit and cosmic power who must be protected from the murderous intentions of Herod. So after bowing before the Christ child with their gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh, the Magi returned to their homeland a different way, ensuring that they did not betray the location of this holy child they had come to honor. Now last Sunday, we lost one of the remarkable followers of this holy child of Bethlehem. 
Brother Tutu, the Honorable Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He was remembered yesterday and celebrated at a modest service at the People's Cathedral, St. George's Cathedral in Cape Town, South Africa. He was laid to rest as he lived, humble, modest, true to his God, laid to rest in an unvarnished pine coffin with a simple bouquet of white carnations on their long green stems. The arch, as many and many of us here lovingly called him, was small in physical stature, but a giant of the faith and determined advocate for justice and equity everywhere. Christ's light shone brightly from this self-proclaimed naughty little bishop. For over three quarters of a century, we have been blessed to learn more deeply how to follow the Lord Jesus through the behavior and the teaching of our arch. Tutu's Christian witness demonstrated to all the world what it means to say that Christ is king, the one who foretold who brings love, patience, kindness, thirst for justice, and determination to overthrow all the powers that disrupt the kingdom of God, that kingdom of peace, equity, and wholeness for the entire creation, that kingdom which is the experience of Emmanuel, God with us. Another epiphany poem from the British-American poet W.H. Auden evokes a deeply human image of the three weary desert travelers, desert travelers and our shared yearning to follow that radiant star. The weather has been awful. The countryside is dreary, marsh, jungle, rock, and echoes mock, calling our hope unlawful. But a silly song can help along, yours ever and sincerely. At least we know for certain that we are three old sinners, that this journey is much too long, that we want our dinners and we miss our wives, our books, our dogs, but have only the vaguest idea why we are what we are. To discover how to be human now is the reason we follow this star. I love the deep humanness that Auden describes. It reminds me of the deep humanness of the arch as we saw him dance, joke, cry, shout, admonish, demand, and always, always love. May we all join the Archbishop in following the Magi to the crèche of the Christ child so that we too may have our hearts filled with hope and love and an overpowering commitment 
to care for the forgotten, enslaved, and excluded in this world. Amen.